You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Thursday, May 5th today. A lot of baseball, a little bit of tennis, no NBA today. Got a lot to get to, by the way. Recap yesterday's games. Discuss a little baseball. Ricky, we haven't been able to talk uh, since we had Clive on the show yesterday. Want to talk to you about that. And a few other things. So it should be a pretty nice little show here. Um, Ricky, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right, Tom. How you doing, my man? Late night for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to bed with a couple minutes left in the Sixers game. And I suppose we'll start there uh, while you bring it up. Well, you didn't directly bring it up, but I know what you meant by you were up late. <laughs> Yeah. The Sixers, I just have so many thoughts. I was infuriated watching that game. I was so angry. Probably the reason I don't watch a lot of lot of games just in general because I just get so angry. Oh, Tom. Last, last night I had to reconsider whether or not I'm, like, mentally fit to watch my own teams. In, in big games especially, mm-hmm. I was furious you've got all these guys just making huge mistakes huge mistakes Danny Green missed what six or seven three straight I don't even know if he made one yesterday I'm pretty sure he was one for ten but like hey buddy if you're oh for nine you should probably stop shooting just a thought you know like what was he doing I don't know though I don't know if I necessarily agree with that if you're Danny Green, Tom, it's if you're Steph Curry, you continue to shoot, shoot, shoot. If you're Danny Green and you're having an off night, you're hurting the team at a certain point. I know, but he's a he's one of the better shooters on the team. I'm <laughs> not going to argue that. I won't argue that. I just I always hesitate to do that, just because if he's your shooter, like law of averages, right? It's gonna he's gonna make some. At some point, it's more of a it's more of a coaching thing, to me, where maybe he just needs to come out of the game for a little bit, or maybe there's something you can talk to him about or do something different, put him in a different spot, stop calling his number for threes in the corner. Not that he's not allowed to shoot, but. 
limit how much he might be shooting. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, Tom, because you watch the game. You know, the game really was competitive. I mean, especially in terms of no, the spread. No, it was not. No, it no, was no. not. In terms of the spread, Tom, they were holding it within like, the spread was eight and a half. They, it was a 10-point game for most of the game. So they were flirting right with the number for most of it till the fourth quarter. And something you got to realize here, the Heat shot almost 50% from three-point. Like, this team is, they shoot the lights out. And when that happens, especially in their home building, it's not going to end well for the visiting team. Because the Sixers shot a little bit better yesterday, Tom, but still not where it needed to be. Eight for 30 from downtown, 45% from the field. It doesn't James help. Harden. Yeah, it doesn't help when you're missing dunks. Danny Green missed a dunk. Like, Let's talk about James Harden for a second, Tom. I don't think anyone on the planet is more disappointed in how this has worked out than myself. You can not pay this guy. Am I crazy to say that? A little bit. A little. And I'll tell you why. It's because he's older now. It's not the James Harden from the Rockets that we remember like years and years ago, like he's not like that anymore. And that's okay. He doesn't have to be. But the problem, like, it's very clear that when Embiid's not on the floor, he's not the guy that takes the game over. And that's okay. That's not what I'm asking, Tom. Can you max him out? Super max money for a 30, whatever, you know, because he's older, he makes even more money because it's based on tenure in the league. So I'm asking you, are you giving him a super max contract for what he brings to the table, given where he is now? It's hard to say yes to that. Right? Like, you're telling me for that price? I, yeah, it's just crazy to think about. I didn't think there was a... The, the reason I bring this up is I laughed at the thought of people in Philadelphia saying that when he was struggling, like during the regular season, like, oh, we might not even keep him. I, I shrugged that off. Like, you guys are idiots. Now I'm watching that game last night and I'm thinking, if we pay this guy, this team's ruined for however long his contract is because he's not an elite player anymore. Like, you can't get 20 from him last night with no Embiid. Tyrese Maxey, he's a star, Tom, 34 points, brings all the energy, does everything he was supposed to do in that game. He, does, he brings it. Tobias Harris, he played pretty good again, too. You know, he's, he's scoring. He's doing what I think his role is. He's getting the job done. James Harden's not carrying his weight. I don't know if I'd say that, though, because I believe that's the weight. This is the exact weight of, him to, of his to carry. What we're seeing is contribute some points, be a, be a facilitator, be a leader on the team, and you don't have to be the number one, two, three scoring option guy. Now, where I take a problem hey. is I can't stand when I'm seeing him throw bad passes away and he gets blocked more than any other player I've ever seen. He still has the step to like beat 
guys at the top of the key, like he didn't lose the step. They just close it. Maybe they just close in on him like so aggressively. The step slowed down, Tom. I mean, he used to separate more so. It, it was electric. Away. When he He's getting away from the, from the guy covering him when he drives. He's getting away from that. It's the guy that steps in off the baseline that he that is blocking him. Yeah, I don't think he's getting the job done. That's really the main thing for me, Tom. We could switch him out for Beal or someone else. I think the Sixers will will do it, but 20 points with no Joel Embiid when it's very clear you have to step up offensively, it's not enough. It's not enough. It didn't get it done. I know I don't have as much of a problem with his performance last night as some of the others on the team. And it it always Five. comes back to the same thing with the Sixers, and then we'll move on. It comes back to the same thing. The core players are good. The support the support there is so bad it's not even funny. We don't have anybody like Vincent, Tyler Hero. Not that we have to have like they're good. Right, but Vincent's not good. He's really not. It's like we can have one. They're all over the league. We can have one of those, but we don't. We have Corkmaz who can't play a lick of defense and stinks. Danny Green, who's forty-eight years old. Dybul, who's afraid to shoot. Minutes. Who? Corkmaz played eighteen minutes, Tom. And yeah, like like you just said, they have Tyler Hero coming off the bench. They have these, like reliable role players the Sixers have Korkmaz and and Niang and as much as I like Niang no he sucks not it he sucks he sucks Matisse Thybul turned into Ben Simmons all of a sudden like what that's what you, I said Ben Simmons 2.0 to this guy Tom he he completely lost it in a matter of two weeks how does that happen he could never shoot anyway that's the problem it's hard in the playoffs when you can't shoot the basketball yeah, it's wild. But we'll move but, on. Um, overall, though, thoughts on like the say like we're just I I depends when you ask me what time of the day. One time I'm saying we're absolutely screwed. The other I'm saying we're on serve right now. And if you don't, I talk about this all the time, but on serve as a as a tennis term. But we've lost the two games we were supposed to lose. I don't believe we've lost any ground. We're supposed to lose these two games. It all comes down to our big boy, Tom. Is he going to come back and, and give us hope or not? But I, I think that's a great analogy. But even without him, if you get the two done at home, you go back game five, and that's when you have to, that's like the must win if you're the, the lower seed, the away team. It's like game five is the one you got to get. And I'm not sure that, you know, as bad as they look sometimes, they do hang around against the Heat. So I'm not so sure that we wouldn't see, potentially, the Sixers pull one off if that happened. Hey, you never know. Um, and then for the other game yesterday, Ricky, talk us through that if you could. 
Yeah, so to be honest, I went to bed at halftime of this game. The Mavericks were actually up at half. Um, from what I hear, the Suns exploded in the fourth quarter. It looks like, yeah, they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter and just completely ran with the game. But it was competitive for three quarters. Um, those Suns, though, man, they are looking like when they're clicking, it's going to be a tough team to beat. And we're looking at, I just wanted to pull up some of the series prices, the updated conference numbers, like just see if there's anything to be done here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. NBA Eastern Conference winner. The Heat are plus 130, Celtics plus 180, Bucks plus 275, and Sixers 20 to 1. Is there anything to be done there? I know they're down 0-2, but... I mean, like you said, Tom, they're still on serve. And if I, we get Embiid back, which is... I feel like that's actually a a bet. The only reason that I wouldn't really do it, Tom, is because I already have them like from early in the season kind of around that number. Um, so... I don't know. I'm I'm really down on Philadelphia on like the Philadelphia teams right now. I'm just like, yeah, I I don't know, Tom. I'm the wrong guy to ask. No, that's that is just fine. I just figured it was a interesting number on the Western side. Suns minus one fifteen. Warriors dollar sixty five. Grizzlies plus seven fifty. Mavericks are twenty two to one. Anything there that kind of interests you in any way i believe in those grizzlies i'll tell you that i think that they are live in every game they play so i think that price is interesting tom but is this to win the nba championship or the west the west oh hmm grizzlies plus 750 and no, no yeah. way. If they if they were up 2-0 right now, I'm all over it. But since that first game slipped away, now it's uh, they're off serve, we'll call it. Yes, they are. They essentially lost their home court advantage. Um, I'm just scrolling down to see if any of the series prices, the updated series prices are interesting at all. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, that series price is Celtics minus $1.25, Bucks plus 105. Is there anything to be done there? Do you have any gut feeling you know, on that one? It's so funny, Tom. You and I talked about that series before it began last week, and we both like felt like there was a ton of value on the Bucks, but neither one of us pulled the trigger. At this point, that number is significantly worse than where we passed at it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have interest in it. I think that Celtics team is still poised to really come through the East. I, I think that they're going to be a very, very difficult team to beat. Is I don't think the Marcus Smart injury is significant either. It sounds like he could be back for Game 3, but... That's probably the one team, Tom, throughout the whole NBA playoffs that's 
in a split right now that I'm just not worried about at all. Two other questions for you in the NBA. Um, the first one being, we made a bet, uh, hopefully you remember this, a f- handful of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, maybe more, about the NBA championship winner, right? It was like, yes, these teams, or no, the, like, do you remember Oh, that? yeah. It was a big list. Uh, chances that you remember what the teams were. So I do remember that you and I were were team fade the Brooklyn Nets side of it. So it was like the Nets and some of those other heavy favorites. Uh, I don't I don't remember exactly, but I know the groupings were like the Sixers and the Bucks, I think were with the Sixers. It would be so interesting, Tom, to pull that up now. Wow. Well, I don't I'm, think did we bet it? I didn't bet it. So I did bet it. I did. Oh, and you have the ticket, my man. Right, but it doesn't say on the ticket. Oh, like the both sides of it. It just says any other team to win the NBA Finals. Outright winner, new champion. So new champion, I I guess it was, looking back on it, I suppose it was split by the teams that had won before and the teams that haven't. Uh, I see. Like, I think we had the Phoenix Suns. We were probably against the Warriors. We were against the Bucks. May have the Celtics. Yep. I can't believe I can't see what that is. Like if I click on it, it just does nothing. Hmm. I wonder if they still have that market. Probably not, because there's only a few teams left. But I was looking. I don't think so. But really, at the end of the day, Ricky, what we did was we successfully, you know. Dallas, or I'm sorry, um, Brooklyn being out of the mix definitely helps. That's what we wanted. Them out of the mix. I think we have, I think we're probably against the Heat. Well, I think on one of the sides we had like every team. I think on the West we had like a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. We'll have to listen back, Tom. Yeah, I'll have to go find that. Find the date you put the ticket in and, and maybe just skim through the show and it's probably in there. Oh, that's a good thought. Okay, I'm going to – let me look at the date here so I can tell everybody in case they want to go back and, and listen. Um, 7-4. No, no, no. That doesn't make no sense. Hold on. I was looking at the date that it'll close. Three twenty nine, March 29th, bright and early in the morning. There we go. So March 29th show. That should have it. Good stuff. Um, The last NBA market I want to ask you about is I just want to take a look at NBA Finals MVP. The Finals MVP. Mm -hmm. Because these are the kind of markets that fascinate me because you've got to think like two steps down the road. I like this to try and find, you know, because obviously you got to pick the team that's going to make the finals and then hopefully win the finals. Compound that with a player that may win MVP. Here's what's difficult about this market, in my opinion, right now. And it's going to surprise you where I think the value lies. 
take the West, for example. The Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors are powerhouses. Let's just call it what it is. They are elite teams in the NBA. If those two end up in a series, and we could probably find the look ahead line on this, but I would imagine it's going to be pretty close to like a pickle, maybe a slight tilt toward the Suns because they have home court. But I mean, would you agree that that's anyone's series? Like whichever team, it's going to be a dog fight, I should say. Do you agree? Absolutely. So now when you look at that market, let's let's take a look at who would be the potential MVP candidates from those teams. Steph Curry, certainly for the Warriors, is probably the the biggest candidate, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Five What's to his one. price? Five to one. Now, for the Suns, I would say it's probably Devin Booker and Chris Paul, a combo of those two. I don't I would guess Devin Booker maybe slightly higher, but what are those odds? Uh, no, Devin Booker plus 450, Chris Paul plus 550. This is BetMGM, by the way. Okay, and are those three players that I just mentioned the three outright favorites? They are, but that's not where I think the value is. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, Tom. Now, hear me out a little further in this theory. Okay. Where I believe the value is, because you have to keep in mind, those two teams are going to play, maybe, and... One of those guys isn't going to be there. Two of those guys. If you look at John Morant's number, who in my opinion, Tom, if the Grizzlies got, if like they're a one-man show in the sense of if it's them, it's Ja getting that MVP. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious what his odds are. They're actually horrible, at least on bad MGM. How bad? I can't even believe it's like this. So the Grizzlies are 18-1 to one to win the NBA championship, 18 to one. Mm-hmm. John Morant, 16 to one to win the finals MVP. Please riddle me that as to why I would ever bet John Morant to win the finals MVP at 16 to one before I bet the Grizzlies 18 to one to win the tournament. Well, that's why it's good. We dig into this stuff, Tom. I mean, that's crap. That's yeah, absolutely awful. So I take that back. Zero value on John Morant. Um, well, but taking that same theory to the East, Tom, if you look at maybe the the two teams that you feel have the best shot to get there, which would be what? The Celtics and the Heat, would you say? Probably. I guess as I talk through this, what I'm realizing is this NBA Finals matchup could be a lot of different teams. Like, I believe there's three teams in the West that it could be, and I believe there is four teams in the East that it could be. So it's just a tough market with that being said, I think when, yeah, it definitely is. The thought that I had was maybe trying to pick like the second best player of some of the favorite teams. So I think of like a clay Thompson, maybe at 28 to one or Jordan pools, 20 to one. But, like, one of those two guys, if the Warriors happen to get it done, like, Steph Curry hasn't been amazing this year. He's been very, very good, but uh, as you would expect. But he hasn't been, like, on another planet. Right. So it may open the door, especially because he's not going to win the normal MVP, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, Clay or Jordan Poole could potentially make a little noise in that. Um. 
I wouldn't say Draymond Green anymore. He's forty to one. I'm not sure no. he's got enough. Tom, what about Giannis? Because if we're if we're playing the look two steps ahead game, you gotta wonder if somehow they get out of this Celtic series, which they're the world champs. Don't run it. Don't put it past them. You get Chris Middleton back in the next series potentially, and then you probably have the favorites to go at that point if it plays out like that. And Giannis is the type of guy, Tom, where similar to like Ja, I feel that if someone's getting the MVP on that team, there's a high likelihood it's mm-hmm. him. What's his price? Seven to one. But the Bucks to win the tournament or the you know, the championship is six to one. So screw this market. It's just tough for those big name guys. Yeah, I because that that extra plus a hundred is not worth all the risks that you take when you take a player rather than a team. I suppose if one if the player gets hurt, the team's not winning anyway. So it really is just an extension of the championship winner in a lot of ways. Clay Thompson is a little interesting, Tom. I can definitely see your thought process there. That was the but- one that jumped out to me. That and um, yeah, that's really that's. I mean, that's the one. DeAndre Ayton is like fourteen to one. I think that's horrible. Um, I think Clay, if anything, is the one. I also think, and I don't know. Call me crazy here. I don't even want to say this. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, forty to one. I don't think it's crazy at all. But what were the Sixers championship odds? Uh, Are they trying to screw us? Yeah, sixty-six to one. See, so we might as well bet that. Yeah, doesn't make too much sense. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just see if we could go through that a little bit. Um, over to baseball, Ricky. The MLB. I go zero and one yesterday in baseball, and actually zero and two in tennis. Got killed yesterday. Uh, the baseball play was especially frustrating because we bet one thirty in the morning with Clive. This closed at minus one forty five, minus one fifty. We smoked the line on this. Excuse me, with Nestor Cortez and he pitched a good game. It was one to two, two to one. They lose. Couldn't get the bats going. Couldn't extend the winning streak to whatever, 13 games or 14 games. That's You'll tough. have to excuse me. The allergies are getting bad. I can't breathe. I can hardly talk. My throat's going to, like, clog up. Get the man a Claritin or whatever they you call work. it. They don't work. They don't work. Claritin. Is that the right thing? That is. That hey, is. There it's we go. Claritin, but it doesn't work. Tom, useless. let's crush let's crush baseball today. Like, let's let's have ourselves a day. I want to dig into this, get some winners, get this baby back on track. We can try. We can try. Um, yeah, I've got one baseball play and one tennis play today, so I've got two total plays. And um, hopefully, like you say, we're gonna flip this around a little bit because we are getting. I mean. 
I feel like I'm so happy with the plays I've made over the last week. Like early in the season, I look back and I say, well, you know, there's some things I could have changed. The last week or so, maybe week and a half, I've been really happy with the plays we're picking. I feel like I'm doing it. Like it looks exactly how I want it to look. Um, Just like the Yankees last night. Today, though, the only play that I have is going to be the Miami Marlins. And I bet this last night at plus, uh, what number did I get? Uh, let's pull it up. This pitcher's a stud. Lazardo. Lazardo is a stud. Yes. And that's why, you know, we're kind of going behind him. Plus 105 last night. Um, you, you won't find that today. It's minus 105. I think there's some plus 100s around. But you really won't find a one Rivers, baby, plus 100. That's the best price right now. Bet Rivers plus 100. Very good. That's the one to bet. At minus 105, I'm not so sure I'm betting that. Like, I really would like them at a plus figure, even if it's 100. Okay. Um, but for all the reasons kind of you're, you're alluding to, Lazardo is very, very good. 90th percentile on strikeout rate. 34% of batters he faces go down to swinging or strikeout, I should say. Um, expected ERA, 2.8. It's very good. And all of his numbers are just excellent. When you flip over to Nick Martinez, you've got the trash can for the Padres. Uh, really, really poor. Advanced numbers, hard hit percentage is fairly high, 20th percentile of the league. Just everything is not very good. So I like the Marlins' chances today very much. Quick question about the Padres, Tom. Mm -hmm. When are they getting their stud back to tease? Any any news on that or have you heard anything? It's going to be a while. Don't hold your breath is all I know. Okay. And you go in just one unit there? Yeah, one unit. Okay. I Like I said, I got plus 105 at BetMGM last night. If I got to take the 100 now, that's okay. But 105 is where I got it. Beautiful. Um, I got a, I got a play in baseball that I think you're going to get behind. And I think you're going to make a second play if I oh sell boy. this correctly. Let's hear it. All right, we're going to head over to Denver, down to the Mile High City, Tom. It's a 3 o'clock game, so keep in mind it is a day game, but I'm going with the Colorado Rockies against the Nationals. And here's here's what I got for you with the sales pitch, Tom. The Nationals starting pitcher, Aaron Sanchez, sucks. He sucks, Tom. Hard hit rate of 59.4%. That's saying that more every other pitch this guy throws, someone tees up on it. You know, someone gets good contact on the ball. Uh, meanwhile, the Rockies starting pitcher, Sanzatella, he's been great at home. 1.84 ERA, 2-0 at home. Um, I think it's a good price here, too, for the, the Rockies, who, as you know, over the last couple seasons, been great at home. So I locked this one in, Tom. Mm. 
That's hard to argue with that. It is hard to argue with that. Um, Aaron Sanchez, yeah, not very good here. One of the worst, probably uh, top five, bottom five, like total, bottom five. In hard hit percentage, absolutely terrible. Ex ex exit velocity, he's the worst in the league, bottom in the league on exit velocity. So he is getting absolutely smashed. What's interesting and what I'd like to dig into a little more, I don't, not, I'm going to have to do it off the show, but his expected ERA is not nearly as high as I would think after seeing a hard hit rate and an exit velocity like the one that he has and an expected batting average like the one that he has. So I'm curious as to why it's like that. Maybe because the walk rate, his walk rate is very good at like just over 2%. That's a pretty darn good, you know, walk rate, which, you know, walks are ultimately what drives that ERA up a lot for these guys when you're walking guys and giving free bases away. That really hurts. Mm -hmm. um, Sensatello, on the other hand, he actually... I'm not sure I'm going to be getting behind him. He's got the worst strikeout rate in the league, the worst expected batting average in the league. 368 is what batters should hit against him. Jeez. And he has a 7% strikeout rate. That is good for last. So 7% pretty low. I think he only has, I mean, he got six strikeouts in four starts. I think he's a ground ball pitcher. Like he's a he pitches yep. to contact, but that's pretty alarming. I didn't. I definitely wasn't aware he was that poor. But he is a ground ball pitcher. So the amount of balls that really get teed up for him, not all that many. I like the play. I won't be betting it, but I I support it and I like it. It gets the stamp of approval. I think it's a sound. Reasoning, Aaron Sanchez, big old fade to him. The Rockies have been surprisingly decent this year, all things considered. Um, so I, I I support it. All right. One unit only. I thought about maybe doubling up if you hopped on, but just, just one unit play. Um, the Angels played today with Shohei Otani. Minus one thirty. 7, 140, 150-ish in that range. You like him? I love him. Or I should say, you like him today, value-wise? Um, Not quite. Just a little too expensive. Again, the Reds play. They're $2, north of $2 dogs as well. I don't understand they're on pace to win like 25 games this season. They're 3 and 20. I kind of feel like we should bet them. Like they're going to win. They're going to win. At what point are they an auto bet? Is really the question. At what point do you bet them blindly every night until they get back to a reasonable winning percentage? Now. I think we're past that point, Tom. Or or now's the best time to jump in if you haven't already lost your shirt trying to do that. But, I mean, 
how how much worse can this get? You have to ask yourself. They're three and twenty-one. How much worse can this get? I'm betting it. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm not just gonna sit here and say it. Full unit on the Reds. I'm putting it in on FanDuel right now. I like plus two hundred five. We're gonna cash on the Reds. My other thought is if there is a place that has adjusted season win totals, which I saw I I saw some chatter about that some places do, I would certainly look to play their under on that because it hasn't been adjusted enough. I saw like 65, 65 and a half, somewhere in that range, like, that's not adjusted enough for what a horrible start they've gotten off to. Yeah, Tom, it. I can't even believe when I look at this record compared to some of the other bad teams in the league, too. I mean, crazy. it spells opportunity to me. Um, but I can't find the adjusted win totals right now, but that's okay. Um. Okay, that's gonna do it for us, Ricky. Hey, got some bets. That was a good show. That was a fun one. Two tennis plays today. Uh, one of the numbers is probably not available anymore, and I don't know if I'd play it where it is. It's Magdalena Fresh against Diane Perry. F R E C H. I believe. She's gotten up to like a... I got her at minus 140. I believe she's gotten a little bit too high to make a play. 165 on BetMGM. Eh, maybe a 155, a 160, maybe. I would still get behind, but 65 I think is going to be too high. I have minus $1.40 in that for a full unit against Diane Perry. The second match that I have, Jesse Pagula, minus 135 against Jill Teichman. And we've kind of been on the wrong side of both of these players through the tournament, but Jessica Pagula should be much, much bigger of a favorite. Uh, she can't hold a service game to save her life, but boy, oh boy, does she break people. And that's what we're going for here. Just let's have a break fest and hope Jesse Pagula is better because Teichman can't hold either. So let's just break each other back and forth until Pagula dominates. Tom, it's bad because I'm starting to like recognize these names now. Remember them and they sound familiar. (laughs) I love it. That's what we wanted all along. That's what we wanted. Oh, me tennis. So that one's at 4.15 Eastern time. Uh, Magdalena Fresh. 11.15 this morning, so... Do with those what you want. Uh, 2022 clay court season has not been kind to us necessarily, but uh, hopefully here we get them right. Let's do it. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Good luck with the day baseball and day tennis today. <laughs>